when they gave when they give the sermon and sermon that was just their gift. Because God has brought us here to hear something particularly uh, from these men because we're living in very terrible times and we need that to, to keep up our courage and our strength for the days that are to come. And here to speak to you today, Mr. David Hope. Thank you, Ron. <coughs> Good afternoon, everyone. A beautiful day today. Good to see everyone here. It looks like the title here on my message is Food for Thought. Anybody hungry today? I decided today to speak on a subject that I've been thinking about for a long time, and it's uh, I don't have a lot of scriptures that I'm going to go to today. I'm not giving a lot of details, although some need to be the details, but I'm leaving a lot of this up to you if you choose to think about some of these things and look at it. And what prompted that is something that David, King David said years ago, and it seemed like it resonates quite often today, and especially the older I get and how the body functions and how the mind works and all that. And then also with the days that we live in now, the troublesome times, I need, personally, I need as much positive things to build my faith up and, and trust in God as I can. So it, it helps me to do these. And the scripture, the main scripture I chose to speak on today is Psalms 139, and I'm just picking up verse 13 through 18. And David says, For you have possessed my reign. You have covered me in my mother's womb. And we know what a lot of people do, try to do nowadays when somebody's in the mother's womb or trying to destroy it. But anyway, that's either here or there. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. If we really think about it, it just really awes me. I just can't get enough of thinking how what God has done, how He's put things together. I'm, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows right well. And I'm, after starting on this, I realize this subject is a whole lot bigger than I am, but that's okay because I've got plenty of time to later on to dwell on these things. And when David said that he was marvelously made the works of his hands, you know, it just I, I just can't believe in my mind and my heart that all this stuff just came together over a period of time. And I think Darwin's theory of evolution is probably out the door now. I don't think anybody will go along with that, especially after now whenever they have DNA and things of that nature and to realize that, you know, you can even take one of these little berries here, if it were real, and get the DNA off of it and, and trace it back to a particular plant. We, My wife and I have been watching a lot of uh, forensic files and criminal shows and all that. We're trying to get our degree in criminology, you know, so in our second drive we can go out and solve crimes. But uh, the more I see on that, 
there's one particular show a murder was take, had taken place, and a bean off of a pod off of a tree is what got the people caught. And it was traced back to, and I don't want to get into a long story, but it was traced back to one particular tree. The DNA on that one particular tree matched that up to show where the body was, where the person was. Anyway, it's just amazing to me what God has done with the DNA and, and that, uh, you know, God knew what, or the DNA knew what you were going to be before, way before you were ever born. It knew how tall you were going to be. It knew, knew what color your eyes were going to be. It's just amazing to me. But today I'm going to talk about some of those things. I've just decided, well, let's stop, start it with the head. You know, work your way down. And uh, the eyes. When you look at the eyes and, and look and, and what the research and biology tells you, and, and most of this stuff I'm talking about, uh, you probably learned in junior high or high school biology books. But, uh, and, of course, they've added a lot to it since I've been in school. But... Uh, uh, the, the marvelous things about the eye, and think you're walking around here, you know, with evolution, so you're walking around here crawling or however, and you think, boy, it's really hard to get food. You know, I can't chase anything. The only way I can get some of the, the meat and stuff, I either dig it out of the ground or maybe it walks up to me and, and, and pecks me on the hand and I grab it, you know, and I kill it and eat it. So I think I need an eye. I think I need some eye. I need to be able to see this stuff. So they, they go ahead and do that. And like I said, I'm not going to get into a lot of it. It just takes so much room. Uh, one thing, my computers are fouled up and my printer and all that, and I have to do everything now the old-fashioned way, you know. I kind of go back to the scrolls and the papyrus and all that, but uh, pen and paper and pencil, and I have to erase and do all that. And the computer, I can cut and paste, you know, the real cut and paste, not the real cut and paste. That's what I have to do now, but... Anyway, but I'll, I'll give a little bit of detail, but most of it is, is if, if you're interested in it and somebody asks you about it and you want to prove a little bit of God, uh, you know, the field is wide open. Uh, like I said, I'd love to have some pictures up here and some diagrams that I don't, and you can look at them on mine. I'll give you a little details on that. The human eye has seven muscles. The light energy enters the eye through the cornea, through the pupil, and through the lens. And the lens shape is changed for near focus and is controlled by the and I don't know if that's cilia or cilaria, anyway, uh, muscle. And like I said, there's several muscles. Protons of light falling on the light-sensitive cells. And where did they get the light-sensitive cells? Well, they didn't have the light-sensitive cells, uh, it wouldn't work. Uh, Barbie out here could get into a lot. She could tell you a lot of that. She had problems. Her daughter's got have some problems, and I got to I'll talk to her later, or she'll talk to me and give me a lot of information because uh, her daughter has some eye problems, and they understand these things, and I'm sure that's very, very proof of God that, that this had to be that way. It couldn't just happen, and 
we take it for granted. And I've taken my eyes for granted a lot because uh, after I turned 45, 40, 45, and had bifocals, trifocals, and all that, my eyes have remained fairly constant until about the last year or so, like some of the other old folks out here, that uh, I'm getting cataracts now and, and lights at night when I drive home from Bible study, just like starburst, you know, it's going out like that. And, and when I try to focus from uh, driving and look down at the odometer or the speedometer, I, I can't see it, you know, it's just it's rise or change. So I'm beginning to realize how important these functions are when they're working right. And if the evolution was true, I would I would fix this. I would fix that in a hurry. But in a week or so, we're going to have the center removed. I know some of you out here have already had it done. My wife has. Anyway, uh, where did I go? Light sensitive cells of the retina are converted into electrical signals. Wow, how did we get that? that are translated to the brain by the optical nerve and interpreted as light and vision. When you really look at it, and not, listen, not just listen to me talk about it, but you really look at it, and there's a lot of information that's really easy to get to, even with me, no more computer literate than I am, or illiterate than I am, uh, I can find some really, really good information on all these subjects. Uh, it's just absolutely amazing to, to me. And at this point, when I was working on it, that's when I decided to, to, to not go to much in detail to my writing. My handwriting's not that good. I can't read it. Uh, anyway, and, and if I got into too much detail of all this stuff, you'd probably go to sleep on me, and, and I'd have to have one of the men out here to poke you or something like they always do. No, they don't do that. Anyway. I, I just I thought about a lot of things I've thought about. Did you ever think about the tongue? Of course, the Bible talks about the tongue, how small a little matter. You know, we have messages even recently about, you know, such a little thing, how it can control, uh, I mean, uh, like a rudder on a ship or something. You know, it, you know, a little tongue has a lot of power. But the tongue, you ever realize what, what the tongue does in your mouth? If you don't even, I don't even realize it, but... I've, I've been eating things and uh, maybe eat a piece of meat or something and all of a sudden there's a bone in there or maybe eat some spaghetti or something or something hard in there and uh, you know what do you do you get you know, in here with a toothpick or, or, or a pair of tweezers or something pulled out your tongue wallows around and your tongue can get there where it can put it right up here at the front and you can just spit it out it's amazing how the tongue can do that. Of course, it can help you whistle. Well, I can't whistle very much anymore, but uh, anyway, uh, I did try to have a few things right at the last minute. I kind of crowded in there I wanted to put in there. Uh, the tongue, uh, uh, the voluntary muscular structure, eight muscles move almost any direction. So eight different muscles are in. And it talks about all how it's state and all this other stuff, and different animals have certain things. But, you know, what would we do without that tongue? Wow, you know, that's amazing. God really had his head on straight when he did that, in my opinion. Uh, 
there, there are other things I'm going to kind of skip down. I'm going to spend too much time there. Um, next thing I've got down is, uh, is the heart. And the heart is a complicated thing in a sense. You know, the heart has four chambers. And, and I'm just going to, for my state of mind, I, I kind of connote uh, the heart a lot like an internal combustion engine. You know, you've got your valves, intake valves, exhaust valves, and things of that nature. The analogy is not totally right, but, uh, you know, you've got valves on the heart that open up and let the, let the blood come in, and, you know, muscle works, and it expels it into another chamber and does this and does that. And, uh, you know, just like a, a car engine. You know, the, the car engine is, is result, it is a result of, of uh, uh, evolution. You know, man, evolved engine. You know, you talk about a single, single cell or steam engine. But the basic uh, internal combustion engine uh, on a car, you know, you've got, uh, you've got a fuel system, you've got uh, um, uh, cylinders, you've got the head. When the fuel comes in, Used to just carburetors, now fuel injections and all that. But fuel will be coming in, and at a certain time, you've got a can that runs in it. It has little knobs, lobes on it, you know, just like that, up and down. And when it's all timed, and at a certain time, a little knob will come up and it'll push the lifter and, and uh, the valves and opens up a valve in the head up here so the fuel can come down into the cylinder. Then it goes around and the crankshaft is down here turning or on the side on some of these engines are different now. But uh, anyway, the piston goes down and the fuel's already in. And I'm, I'm making it real simple because four cylinders and I mean four, four uh, two strokes, four strokes, a little different, but they're the same principle. And uh, then when the piston gets right up about dead, top dead center, you have an explosion. You know, you have something that causes the explosion in the eye, spark plug or something, and it blows that piston back down, turns the crankshaft, which turns the flywheel, turns the transmission, turns your clutch, and the turns your wheel. But, uh, you know, this is all man-made. It's very well thought out. Very well thought out. Uh, I think they really screwed up over the last few years. They went to all this electronic stuff, and <laughs> I can't even work on it. By the time I got enough tools, I could do pretty well just about anything to car engine. I, I, it's, it's obsolete. I don't need the stuff hardly anymore. But anyway, but the, to me, the heart's a lot like that, even though the, the waste products on, on the heart, uh, you know, goes through the lungs, there's all these other things. But anyway, it, it's just an absolutely amazing, the human body and, and how God made it. He knows good and well that it was... Um, Design. And why did the eyes get up here? Uh, and and uh, some women have eyes in the back of their head. I don't know if you knew that or not. Just ask your kids. Miriam will probably tell Steve, or her kids probably think that they have eyes in the back of their head. And some women have better ears than men, too. Uh, we had a lady over one time helping us on some of the books in our business. And Fran said, All right, put those scissors up. You know, the kids way back in the back bedroom. And police didn't hear something, but friends' ears, you know, women's ears sometimes are really good. Now, I, I didn't put ears down to, to uh, uh, explain, but it's, it's an amazing thing, too. And a lot of you in here wear hearing aids, and, and I do. And uh, 
anyway, but it's, it's amazing what, what the body will do. I'm talking about the heart, you know, we, we have the blood, the circulatory system. Uh, when you look at all of that, you know, what would we do without blood? Or what if you got the wrong kind of blood? What, I don't know what type of blood you have, but, you know, if you put my blood in you, you might, might kill off. You might, might not make it. Uh, who thought of blood? You know, most animals have blood, have some type of liquid flowing through. Uh, it's just, and David said, that I'm wonderfully made. Absolutely. I don't know. I just can't quit thinking about it. The kidneys. They give you kidney stones. That's the main purpose, isn't it? Well, Sean, he's not even a... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not the purpose. That's just a byproduct. It's not a natural thing. Uh, let me see the hands of anybody that's had kidney stones. Hey, we're pretty lucky. Not very many of you had kidney stones. Did you raise your hand, Roy? Well, they're, they're painful. I've talked to women that have had babies and have had kidney stones too, and and most of the women told me that uh, the, the kidney stone was more painful for them than childbirth. Now, I don't know whether that's true or not, but I know they, they can make you feel bad. And I'm not going to get into all the details on that. If, if uh, uh, Sean Whit was here today, he, he could tell you quite a bit about it right now because he just had uh, some kidney stones, and, and they will lay, you know, they'll lay a good man up. Your lungs. I've got a little bit written down. I wrote down as an afterthought, and, and if I can read what I have down. Lungs are a pair of spongy, air-filled organs. The windpipe conducts, I guess, conducts, inhales air into the lungs through the extubular bronchial called bronchioli. And I'm going to quit reading because my handwriting is such right now. If I'd had a computer, it'd be odd. But anyway, uh, the lungs are pretty, very, very, very important. And I used to wonder, well, why do birds get tired? Do they breathe hard? Of course, they have air sacs they learned in, in biology. And, and that's something I probably ought to study into just, just from my own uh, benefit. But, you know, the lungs know when to breathe hard. You know, when, when you're out here running, you know, uh, you, you've got, the body does that. The heart beats faster. Your, your lungs go, why does it do that? Uh, in my dreams, it didn't happen that way. I can run and run and run, and I don't get tired. I can keep on going, but uh, uh, that's not reality. Um, have you ever stopped to think about how many things the hand does? You know, until it doesn't work right. I know some of you have arthritis of fingers, and, and uh, I know Miss Houseman used to do it before she died. She couldn't even wring out a, a, a wash rag, you know, because of the arthritis in her hands. My wife is getting that way now, and, and uh, I'm having to open the pickle jars and some of the other things, you know. And uh, But some of it's getting so hard for me to do anymore. But anyway. It, it's amazing all the different things that they could do. You, you think about your elbows, your shoulders, and, and all the things that are so, so wonderfully and, and uh, beautifully made, the body. It just, just absolutely didn't come to think that a lot of people will 
pollute the body. And uh, I guess all of us, or most of us at one time or another, have done things that's not too good for the body. But it is so wonderfully made. It's amazing how much it will stand. Uh, that's not to mention the digestive system. Another whole other subject on that. Um, many other organs. And I am going to keep this a little bit short today. Uh, I want to have another scripture that I have uh, over in Romans first chapter, which is a familiar chapter, but uh, I, like, I still like it. No matter how many times I've read it, I, I still like it. Romans 1, 19 through 20. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it to them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. We are without excuse as, as human beings that, that there is no God. Even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So if a person really, really thinks about it, we don't really have a leg to stand on when we say that there is no God and that the body just happened to be that way. And uh, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and read again the, the uh, scripture that I opened up with in, in Psalms. Uh, that, that's such a wonderful scripture. I'm just, it, to me, it's worth repeating again. Psalms 139, 13-18. For you have possessed my reins. You have covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows right well, my substance was not hid from you when I was made in the secret. And curiosity wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. So not even being fully developed. But they will be developed if you leave it alone. You just let it grow. And we went, I mentioned this one time here, a couple of years ago, I think, uh, Steve and Marianne and, and Fran and I went to a movie, and I can't remember the name of it now. And we were talking about uh, the whole movie was about abortion, and to see different stages of the embryo in there, which they call it a mass or something, you know, and it's just amazing to see that little little human in there like that, way before the birth date of the thing. And what really really tore me up and. To see this baby, and I don't know what uh, development stage of it was, and I wish that they could make these people that are going to have uh, an abortion watch these things just to see the one particular scene. And some of these things, they go in there and they, they take tools, they rip them apart, they rip the arms and legs off, and I hope I'm not getting too gross for you. My wife says I am. So anyway, but there was one one scene in there that they were trying to extract it out, and I don't know what it was. It must have been a truck-mounted carpet cleaning machine with all that suction. <laughs> anyway, but you could see that baby on the ultrasound, 
trying to fight its way out. It was being sucked, you know, through its heels and trying to be sucked out. And you could see that little baby in there. Just, you know, it was just amazing, just sucking that thing out. Anyway, uh, it being imperfect, in all my, in all your books, all my members were written, which is incontinuous of, oh, incontinuous were fashioned as yet there was none of them. How precious also are your thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand of the sea. I awake and I am still there. It's just absolutely amazing what God has done. Has you know the creation and it's amazing what He's going to do for us in the future and and the awesome future that we have and and uh, anyway, uh, if you think about these things every once in a while, I think it, 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 anyway to me it helps.